This is the Veteran Trash Talk Hour, hosted by Nick, Dave, and Joe. Today's special guests are Sam, a movie star under the shadow of Marky Mark, and Dr. Juan, a former sailor turned mad scientist. <laughs> What's up, Trash Talkers? Hey, big news today. We picked up a sponsor. We actually picked up a couple sponsors, but we got a title one. The Veteran Trash Talk Hour is now brought to you by Ventura Training and Athletics. We have begun to focus on the systematic problems with how veterans are treated and how we, how we do all this stuff and, and our care for PTSD, TBI, uh, et cetera. Ventura Training and Athletics motto is restore, train, and then maintain. Specializing in the restoration of the muscular system, to help you move and feel better, combating TBI, PTSD, and pain through specialized strength training. I personally have had Matt done to me, uh, and it's phenomenal. I was telling the guys earlier that I went from needing a knee replacement to a permanent profile to seeing the Matt guys, and they got me jogging and running again. So it's an exciting partnership with them, and we have more to do with them. And as soon as we can get the bigger picture out to all you guys, they're going to be a tremendous asset to helping veterans combat PTSD and uh, TBI. Uh, so on to you, Dave. All right. Hey, hey great info, Nick. Uh, and, and thank you to our sponsors as well. Um, so what up, Trash Talkers? Welcome to episode 14. As always, I'm here with Nick and Joe. Beckwith was supposed to be on our special forces guy. He's missing in action. Um, maybe he'll show up in the next five, 10 minutes. Who knows? We let him know about two days ago to give him ample enough of the time to get on the show. But uh, as always, he's late, so we'll figure it out. Um, our special guests for today are Dr. Eric Wan. All right. He's the president of Wave Neuroscience and actor and producer Sam Medina. So both of these individuals have some amazing things going on. Um, they're, they're providing to the veteran community in different ways. And uh, we really appreciate you two coming on. Joe, over to you. Let's get the show started. You got me? Okay. All right, forgive me. I got to do this episode for my phone. I had a forced restart on my computer. So what's up, Trash Talkers? Um, glad to be here. Um, stoked about our guests. And uh, I'm not going to take a whole lot of time on this soapbox. Um, you know, with uh, the conversations I've had with my brothers this week and that the, they've had the same, um, a good old friend of ours popped up this week in our on our timeline, Preston Paris. And after talking to him for a while, I started to think like, what does it take to kill a paratrooper? People must be thinking that if they really know this guy. Um, and you know, I can tell you right now, um, you know, I, I can't answer that question, but I, I can tell you what doesn't work. Uh, being this guy's friend for as long as I have, um, getting shot in the neck with a, uh, dish around. No, Nope, that doesn't work because uh, Dave and I were there for that, and he's still here. Um, and having to lay his bike down at 70 miles an hour because a kid cut him off, and he was more worried about the kid's car than he was himself. And uh, going, to the, going to the VA with a ruptured spleen and bleeding out and having to beg them to do another scan on you um, so they could remove your spleen and you don't die. Um, nope, that didn't work either because he's still here with us. So. Um, yeah, God must want this kid here. That's all you can, 
that that's all you can say about that. But uh, you know, as far as uh, the what does it take to kill a paratrooper? I can still tell you what doesn't work. Um, throwing a major concussion that should take a guy's head clean off. Um, Nick can attest to that. Um, that doesn't work because um, that actually happened one night. Nick was knocked completely unconscious. But what I will say about him is this, and I hate paying him compliments because he's my brother and I love him. So every once in a while, I don't mind saying it. Uh, Nick didn't fall down. He wasn't, wasn't that he was uh, somewhat coherent. He was still standing. Now, what was coming out of his mouth didn't make a whole lot of sense, but that didn't even knock him off his feet. Um, and as far as Dave goes, you know, we may laugh. We may laugh about the. We may laugh about the ear shot, but um, Dave then walked around for six days while bleeding out of that ear before ever even getting treatment. And they were they were telling him he had to go back, and he wouldn't go. So, um, yeah, what does it take to kill a paratrooper? Uh, quite a bit, but I can tell you those things do not work. So uh, I'm gonna kick it back to you, Dave, and uh, that's all I got, buddy. Hey, the SF guy showed up, but hey, that is that is, that is true. Uh, I don't remember the incident. I just saw a bright flash of light, and then I got I woke up in my uh, commander's truck, and he said we decided to continue mission. You're fine. I said okay. You were sitting in my seat. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. And then uh, he uh, then they gave me like a shot of Totorol, and I was wandering around the patrol base, and that's when first our mm -hmm. press found me. And I was like by the trash pit, and he started chewing out my squad leader because I was wandering around all all knocked out. But hey, buddy, welcome to the show. Hey, it's uh, it's your turn. Hey, partner, right some of us have to work out. I was just uh, I was just doing my uh, my sweet ninety minute Peloton ride. I'm telling you, if you ain't got one, you might want to look it up. You got some sexy bike shorts. Yeah, show us. Hey, what's the link to your shorts? Yeah, you got some Lance Armstrongs on, there you buddy. Go. Yeah. Dude, straight padded. <laughs> Straight padded. Ain't nobody playing mm -hmm. games. <laughs> hey, uh, so first, I have a question before I go into my honesty cap, especially for uh, for you, Nick and Dave, since I know you're still in. Have you guys been to the PX lately? I have. I have, have not. You, uh, have you purchased anything? I'm really just trying to find out if this is a Fort Campbell thing or a, or an Army thing. Or just a like an atheist thing. Are you talking about the AER donation? Is there a donation box for like Army AER. or Air Force? Army Emergency Relief, yeah. Because of COVID, they're not uh they're not able to get the forms for AER, and that was the push when it hit. So Army Emergency Relief is now getting donated. You know what? Atheist. That makes a lot more sense. They should probably put that on there instead of just do you want to donate Army or Air Force? Cause I was about to go off, but that. I'll calm down a little bit on that one. But I will not calm down. I went to the uh, pet store the other day. I had to get some turtle stuff because I got turtles. Not a huge deal. They're great. They just stay where they're supposed to be. They don't make any damn noise. I just kind of turtle around. It's awesome. That being said, had to get some turtle stuff. Went mm -hmm. to pay. The little donation box came up and asked if I would like to donate to homeless pets. And it was everything that I had inside me not to just say, do you mean fucking animals? Like regular ass animals? Like what the fuck are you talking about? Homeless pets. Like they were, they were home. 
How are they not homeless? They're only home. Like, they only have homes because we we have opposable thumbs and we build homes for them. Other than that, naturally, they are homeless or they burrow. They dig little holes and they go in them. What the fuck have we come to in the United States where we have donations for fucking homeless animals? Like homeless ass animals. San Francisco, full of crackheads and like people on the street that are like homeless, don't have food, who do in fact have opposable thumbs and naturally would live in like a cave or something. No caves in San Francisco, they can't rock that. But we're gonna take, you want my dollar (laughs) fifty? So that a chihuahua can get an adobe or something? Like, what are we building for these homeless pets? Are we just strolling around picking them up? Remember Iraq and Afghanistan? How many homeless homeless pets were there? Thousands. I'm not, it might not, it might not do to say what happened with those little fellas, except for like the, the ones that we found as puppies and then we kept the ones that were long in the tooth. We didn't build them shelters. That's the damn. That's it's, the, uh, tell us, tell us how you really feel. That is exactly uh, how I feel about homeless pets. So I did you pets. tell the did you pets. tell the person did you tell the person asking for donations that I've seen real oppressed homeless animals and no, not in this I, country? It was just it was just it was this little skinny brunette girl that was behind the counter. She had a little mask on, so I could only see her eyes, and I was like, I felt bad for it. It's not her fault. But I looked at it and I was like, what about Michael Vick's pets? They had homes. <laughs> they weren't happy. <laughs> they were not happy. Like, do you want some money for them? They had millions. The winners were. The winners were happy. <laughs> True. True. For a little bit. Until, <laughs> until they started having to carry sleds in Alaska to go spike typhoid. That's a true story. Michael Big's dog saved Alaska. Do you know what I mean? Dad joke. Just yeah, you got that. that was a good anyway, one. that's all I got. All right, well, buddy, you brought the thunder today, and I'm you know I'm happy for that because that was a that was a great uh, Becky's honesty cap. I had 90 minutes on a on a stationary bike to think. Well, that it's up. not just the 90 <laughs> minutes, and so it kind of leads into a lot of other stuff. But buddy was golfing today. Right, and he posted it on Facebook, and I was like, "Hey, buddy, let me get a video of that swing," you know. And he and he takes the video of the swing, and so he's already in a good mood because he's out with his kid, he's golfing, you know. He's get he's getting that zen. Then he goes and works out. So that's why this honesty cap was straight fire because you were in a good mood, you know. You had the golf, you had the you had the workout going, and that's kind of what we're getting at with uh, with our veterans and all that kind of stuff is getting the mind right. Uh, so I saw him with a swing. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you before, so that way your uh, your silly little earphones can pop. So after you told me to turn my right hand, I turned it a little bit, put a little pressure on both, straight as an arrow for about eh, two hundred and fifty. Yeah, so I've been helping. I've been helping Beck with for about two and a half months now, and literally it's been about you know with his just the way he can talk trash and deliver his honesty cap i take most of the credit for how good he's become yeah so i don't I know where i would be without you nick yeah, i don't I know saw, probably like probably hanging out with homeless pets hoping they could get maybe probably donating to the air force and giving it to pets but 
We, you know, I saw his grip. All right, he had so for you that, that golf. All right, are trying to golf. You're if you're a right handed golfer, your right hand represents the club face. So if you hold it like a baseball underneath it, all right, that's going to open the club face up. If you're too strong over the top, that's going to hook the club and it's going to hook it. So right away, I was like, yeah, you have a slice swing, and he's like, yeah, it did go, it did go right. I'm like, okay, turn your hands, your bottom hand slightly over, and of course, I'm, I'm here to help. I help everybody, and Beck was always been my main project, and uh, so it's good to see that he's he's doing very well with golf. So I had a I had a brilliant soapbox ready, and I was I was going to deliver it with the the typical uh, you know book of Earl type pay attention so you can learn something, uh, but being a troll on social media that I am, I just get more and more, you know, material as I, as I watched throughout the day of people just being stupid on, on social media. I was going to talk about, you know, this people, how they use music to describe how they are. And that kind of drives me nuts. All right. Now music is a, music is a beautiful thing. All right. It gets your heart rate up. It gets your heart rate down. All right. It, it, you can do all kinds of wonderful things with music, but the person singing a damn song is not singing about you. Right. Like you don't you don't make that your decision in life, and that's oh that's how my life is. No, it ain't. It ain't like that. But anyways, I, I make my kids listen to the Natural uh, by uh, Imagine Dragons because it sounds bad that you have to have a cold heart to make it in this world. But what it's really telling you is if you don't feel like winning, then you're in the wrong group. All right, you got to want to win. And if you're surrounding yourself with a bunch of people that all they do is complain and play the victim card, which we've talked about a thousand times on this show, all right, you're going to start playing the victim card. You're going to start being worthless, right? And veterans are some of the biggest snowflakes on the planet. I got warned about this when I started it, when we started this venture, uh, one of my good buddies, Ranger buddy of mine, was like, "Hey, careful, man! These veterans are gonna—they're gonna whine and cry more than you could possibly imagine." And I was like, "Yeah, I could probably probably see that a little bit." And that's part of the problem with the suicides, with the PTSD and TBI. All right, we want to play victim. We want to be like, "Oh, it's not my fault. It's the VA's fault." All right, uh, it's you know, it's the Army's fault. It's the Navy's fault. Whatever. They didn't set me up for success when I was getting out. And we could just go start spiraling down into this. It's not my fault. Right. And that's what that song natural is like, man, get, I'm, I'm, if you're going to think like that, I'm going to be face up on the edge looking up cause I'm better than you. Right. And I want everybody to be better. I want everybody to try to win and you know, you're not always going to win, but as long as you keep trying and like I've said before, embracing the ambiguity, all right, stop worrying about certainty. Tomorrow's not promised. So why the hell would you worry about it? All you should be worried about is setting yourself up to be great tomorrow. Because if tomorrow comes, be great tomorrow. That's the whole idea. So we've always talked about it. We have it on our website that the demon's inside of you. You're not going to beat it by yourself. All right? Get the demon out. And then together, we'll crush it. Together as a community, we'll destroy it. So onto that, my last point about the veterans being big babies and just sometimes idiots. Uh, First Sergeant Perez, Owan, the combatives, you know, underwear fighter, he got hacked on Facebook. So now all of us are part of this paratrooper page because he invited all of us to it. And when it comes from your old first sergeant, you accept that shit. You know, like you, you click yes, right? And 
And now I'm watching there and somebody posted something about the first female special forces guy, uh, girl, sorry, first female special forces uh, soldier. And the comments just start flooding down. And I'm sitting here like, oh, this is gold. Uh, like, this is my troll for the day. I am going to just piss all these people off. And this paratrooper page, one guy actually says, do you know how many women get raped? We should keep them out of, you know, special forces and the infantry. Now, those of you who are watching probably do follow our, our YouTube, obviously, because you're on it. But keep pushing Leah's story. All right, Leah, Leah was brave enough to talk about it. And right away, this guy right away blames the woman. You know, it's the woman's fault because she's in an infantry unit. She's in an SF unit. that She's going to get raped. All right, that's, that's 100% the wrong answer. That is an absolute idiot commenting. So, of course, I, I go after him. And then in this article, it talks about how all these war fighters, uh, they won't be able to concentrate. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm like, first of all, no matter what unit you go to, except maybe Delta Force, Right, not everybody's a stone cold killer, right? Not everybody in your unit just ruthless and the complete disciplined Rambo. All right, they got, I mean, they got lady fires too, Nick. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. But now we're, again, we're blaming the women for the men not being able to be disciplined. So now the warfighter is not able to be disciplined because there's a woman there. That's an absolute crock of shit. Now. You have, you have the, the, the male, female reason why we're on this planet. We're not going to get into that, right? But if you're a true professional and this woman cannot, woman cannot perform half of your team, all right, then she should be there. If she can't, then she shouldn't be there. And that, should, that goes for males too, all right? When there's males, if they can't perform, get them out. We talked about this a couple of shows ago, buddy. It's like if the male can't do it, get, get them out. And that's the NCO's fault, you know? Like why are we not counseling these guys and get them out? Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I completely agree with you on almost everything. Um, there are a couple things that, that a lot of people don't understand about the SF world. Um, and like, for instance, the, the female that you're talking about, absolutely, from all reports, crushed it. She's a, an Olympic athlete. She crushed it. Um, now, there were there were others that didn't. There was there was another one in the course with her that uh, ended up like having an affair with one of the instructors and they both got kicked out. So there are problems. There are going to be problems. Anytime women work with men, it's going to be a problem. The well, issue, you're right. You're the, right. But, and, and, and that, that's not, that's not a reason why women shouldn't be SF comma, but, the problem with SF in particular is not that we don't think women can definitely do the job. There are plenty of people. I had a guy on my last deployment that I fired. He was a piece of shit, lazy, sucked. He's been SF for 17 years and he was, he's, I've had privates better than him. Um, that is really the, 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 the the issue I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this is that we don't, we don't, our particular job is not if you can do it, it's if you are allowed to do it and we don't have a vote on whether or not we're allowed to do it because we work by, with, and through a partner force. So just because America is woke and knows that women can do things, I've been 
in one of 10 to 12 people in southern Syria by myself with 100 or 150 miles from the nearest person that could come help me. PX. Um, I was a 100% reliant on a partner force leader who at one point we had to have women come onto the camp from his refugee camp to teach them. They were the, the quote unquote nurses in the refugee camp. So our medic was going to teach them modern medicine. So they weren't doing things like bloodletting AIDS patients, which they were doing or thinking that these are people that literally told us at one point that a body that they had buried, the desert had not yet spit it out yet. And we were like, wait, what? And they're like, if the man is evil, the desert will not accept him. It will spit him out. And I was like, Aladdin style? Like Disney shit? Like that's not, re- what? And they're like, yes. Well, where do you they think they got the material from? They looked at me like I was, I was crazy, right? Not so much. The problem is that if, now there are groups, 10th group, probably going to be okay. They do a lot with uh, the European countries, Russia, stuff like that, working through uh, Eastern Bloc partner forces. First group, maybe. Uh, they have a lot of Asian partner forces, but still there's a, it's a very patriarchal community and, and culture in, even in, the, in, in Asia, right? Fifth group. Partner, if I walk in, if, if I had walked into uh, that base camp with a girl, do, I, it doesn't matter that she's awesome. It doesn't matter that she can outperform everybody. Well, right, it but matters that's, that you the guys got to understand leader, that. That's yeah, the partner force leader a, won't let us come in, which equals mission failure. Right. That, but that's that should be known, right? Yeah, but it's but it's but that's not the 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 point is no longer there are plenty of jobs like. Why aren't there Why aren't there uh, females on the line in Ranger Regiment? Like that place doesn't work with partner forces. The same person could have crushed it with Ranger Regiment. But she's no, not I got there. You. I got. I got you. And, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, did did Dave hire you to? Did Dave hire you to give an SF uh, recruiting where speech? Beret, where, well, it's it's basically the beret is making a political statement, um, which isn't how we fight wars and and really like you know it, it she's still going to be a benefit she's in a national guard group which they deploy just as much or more than anybody else does she's but but is she going to be able to do her job that's debatable is the team going to be as as functional as a team that was full of um as as full of men that would have the ability to walk in and be able to do the job not to mention that there are other like like i said if you're with 12 people with 12 people 12 soldiers on a camp with a couple hundred and those couple hundred let me, let me tell you the partner forces ain't got the best morals hey, buddy, now i have to uh, now i have to secure myself and i have to secure this individual all the time it's, oh, it's sure. just a very sticky situation that no, it is and it, you're, you're bringing a lot of points that that she was put in that position without any actual knowledge of what she was getting into, but the people that put her there knew exactly what she's getting into and knew what danger they were putting in it, putting her there, and they did it to make a political statement. And that's just wrong. Um, I hope her all the best. I think she's 
She is legitimately an awesome person. We've got plenty of women that work with Fifth Group that are at the jock, that are at the, the in the skiffs. They're everywhere, and they are legit, like hard charging, good people. There's it. It's not a male female thing. It's a can we get the mission done just because of a female presence that has right. nothing. Hey, to buddy, do with I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off because I'm gonna argue with you Go a ahead. little bit. Um, no, you're, you're right when it comes to the mission, all right, the mission's first, and that's uh, the higher-ups now have to deal with the political decisions that were made, and they have to make it successful, uh, but I will argue with you that most wars are fought politically, uh, and we have to, we're the ones that have to suck on it, and we're the ones that have to, you know, make it happen for the decisions that are made. The whole yeah, right, but that's, but your, your point, your point really just no, my point is my point is about the discipline of a professional. Yeah. The discipline of a professional they, I, you know what, hey, has nothing whole, to do with like, has nothing argument, to do with a, a unit in Syria. The discipline of a professional. That, that argument that women are going to get raped with combat arms guys is, is a crock of shit. Is a crock of shit. You and I yes. both know that. Hundred uh, percent. Well, I don't know. Maybe in Fort Hood because those motherfuckers have apparently lost their minds, but yeah, well, that's the, the, a lot of those probably aren't infantry if you look at those seventeen officers. But how? <laughs> Remember being a private? How fucking scared were you to look at a woman anytime they walked on the camp? One girl, you hadn't seen a single female in six months, and you were still like, I ain't looking at shit. I'm just going to walk straight. I'm going to grab my bunk. I'm going to bed. I'm just going to like look at these old, old magazines I got, these shooter magazines, and go to sleep. So we obviously we obviously touched a nerve with Buddy Beckwith, uh, but just remember, that's good. Uh, remember that... Uh, it's you. It's you that makes the decision, right? It's not the. It's not the victim, right? Don't play the victim. You're the one that's supposed to be disciplined. You're the one that's supposed to be a professional. And like I said, going back to the the beginning of my soapbox, guys, be great every day, right? Don't 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 worry about certainty. Embrace the ambiguity. There's people out there. This team here, this community, this army that we're building, right? We're building an army on our Facebook page, and we want to combat all of this together. And so now I'm going to introduce Sam. All right. So these guests are, you know, awesome. We're excited to have them. Uh, they're a little bit, uh, well, Sam's a little bit outside of what we have been doing. But what Sam is doing is he's making a movie about, you know, veterans and suicide and a 22, the forgotten soldier. Uh, in our intro songs, we kind of make fun of the guys. So, yeah. Sam, uh, I'm going to introduce you as Sam Medina, the actor slash producer who is doing his best to fight his way out of Marky Mark's shadow. So, Sam, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? Uh, uh, I'm doing well, buddy. I'm doing well. Thank you for, for having me. Yes, I am outside of uh, Mark Wahlberg's shadow right now. Um, I stopped chasing him on Mile 22 so I can be here with you guys. So, uh, thank you for having me here. That's awesome. Thank you. So, yeah, I yeah, mean, so I Sam, think, tell, tell us about what you got going on. So, I met this young man five years ago. About I was in New Mexico doing a TV series, and this young man just come up to me, and he says, look, man, can I, you know, he, he texts me in, through Facebook, can I meet you and have lunch with you? And I said, sure. And when he came to meet me, it broke my heart. I didn't know he was... Uh, a veteran. I didn't know he was uh, he was in the Marine, but he had this walk that is very distinct, 
And I wasn't prepared for that, man. And uh, we sat down, we had great conversations. And he told me what happened, what he, he went through in Afghanistan and what happened to him. And we stayed in touch for the last over five years. And for me, I wanted to tell his story to help him personally uh, because he's still battling it every single day. I talk to this kid every single day. There are nights where he calls me at 12, 8 a.m. in the morning, and I'm there. I talk to him. You know, it's going to be a better day tomorrow, brother. It's going to be a better day. We're doing this together. we all in this together for you. And uh, his story about getting shot up, uh, he developed uh, cerebral palsy because there's not enough oxygen from his lungs to his brain. Uh, he was in a wheelchair for some years. By the time he got up to walk, but he walks, it's a little bit funny, almost like bow leg, like his leg is kind of like pointing out like this. And so from that moment, I wanted to tell his story. And the reason why I had to portray him is because he's still in the battle in his mind and his heart every day. He can't portray it's very hard for him to have to email me his story, what happened the last, uh, he was over there from 2001 to 2008. So it's been, it's been 20 years for me to ask him to go back into that journey in his mind. Sometimes it's very hard for him. So that's why I had to take upon that role to be his voice, using my platform, what I've been uh, blessed to do to, for, for the people to know what this, this, this young man had been through. And my buddy Chuck, who's actually a Vietnam War vet, uh, the reason why we cross it over is that a lot of times uh, they do the film and it's just either Iraq war or maybe golf or maybe Afghanistan war. And I, I love all the war films. I worked with Peter Burke, who, who directed uh, Lone Survivor. I wanted to do something different. What I get out of meeting, I haven't met you guys, but just on Facebook, what I've gotten out of meeting all the ex-military or any veterans, anyone who have served is that for me, my experience is that the brotherhood of people coming together. And that's why in this film, I decided to have uh, uh, Chuck, who's actually uh, the mentor to this, this young man. Uh, they both Marines. Chuck came back. Chuck, uh, I've known Chuck for, for over 15 years. He's actually an actor, but he's got uh, all these symptoms and sickness from Agent Orange, all the things that he had to go. He was in... Um, he was in. He was one of the uh, tunnel rats uh, that went through those those, those tunnels. Uh, he, um, you know, almost got caught up with those punchy sticks and things like that. So I kind of combined the two stories together, using my platform so the, the public can know, hey, what it's like. Yes, I, I think it's great that the war, you know, glorified these different things. And I love war movies, but for me. Yes, we're gonna have some flashback scenes in Afghanistan. What happened to 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 this young man? Uh, 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 you know, coming to the, the the turning point of his life. But for me, I wanted to do this film to where it shows what it's like when you're not in war, and that's why one of our main uh, uh, phrases is is the battle begins when the soldiers get home. Because for me, that's my outside interpretation of it. And that's why as, as a writer and director and actor, I wanted to concentrate on, on that part because I w I've witnessed this, this young man and what he's gone through the last five years. And it's, it's, it's heartbroken, man. It really is. If any one of you guys have seen my video on, on the Indiegogo campaign, you'll see how I really feel about it. And I get choked up every time I, 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 I think about it. And that's just not just, it's for him. 
but it's also for everyone else, including all you guys here who have served, because that's a great sacrifice. I listen. I wake up every morning, and when I'm at the gym at 7 a.m., I listen to Jocko Willink all day long because I feel as though, like, you know, like I love that 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 poem that Andy Stump wrote. I listen to that poem every single morning, and what Jocko tells for me is just this is just my doing. I don't preach for others to do it, but for me. Not saying thank you is not enough. You have to live it. And that's what I believe that that's what I'm doing for, for my part to, to help this, this young man. But also, after this journey, I want to be the new version of the Gary Sanis to help out all veterans of all branches. Uh, I want to have an, a, a nonprofit organization to be able to just reach out, anyone who reach out to our uh, organization and need help, a little shirt. Uh, whatever that might be, we're there. We want to have personnel to be on on ground, boots on ground to be able to take care of them. I love a lot of the guys that have done well for their life, your Matt Best, everyone else who's got a platform, and they're making great money and supporting their family. Uh, uh, that's great. But what about the guys who do not have a platform? What about the guys who don't, not, don't have a coffee company? What about the guys who don't have the tactical company? How do they survive? And that's why I want to come in and I want to be a part of that to, to make up that difference. Sam, you just, you just hit it on the head. So I had, I had somebody ask me when we first started this, they said, what's the difference? What's the difference between veteran trash talk and, you know, Black Rifle Coffee, uh, Ranger Up, uh, Grunt Style, all this thing. And I said the major difference is, is that we're providing a platform that is going to allow soldiers to come on and share their stories, get their brotherhood, their sisterhood uh, out there. And I'm going to keep pushing it. I'm going to keep pushing uh, Leah's story. If you watch it on YouTube, it's absolutely, it's, it's heartbreaking. And this, this entire thing, what you just stepped into, what you're doing right now is what our whole mission is. So we're glad to have you on here. Uh, we want to keep having you on our Facebook page and our group because that is you are hitting the the nail right on the head. That we need to support each other. All right, we need to provide platforms for each other. And when uh, Eric comes on later, he's going to talk about he's helping with veterans. And our key sponsor, our, t- our title sponsor, uh, the the Muscle Activation Guys, they want to treat veterans for free. So that's another thing. They're based out of Ventura. So that's another thing. The more and more people that we can get together that, to get the boots on the ground. Uh, so I'll, we'll talk after this, and I want to get you these guys' numbers. So whatever, we can link all these guys together, everybody together, and we can just send veterans right there. I mean, hell, one of our sponsors is Cardinal Financial, and he came on and talked about how veterans get screwed on their VA refinances, all right, because they're paying all these extra fees, you know, and he's a veteran. So even that, just that little bit of financial hardship that somebody might be, you know, if we have that out, that resource, that resource where they come out here and be like, I mean, hey, man, watch your interest rates are at 2.25 right now. Talk to my guy. He's not even going to, he's going to charge you the flat rate. He's not even going to build all those fees that go on your loan, but you're 100% right. Uh, you have a, you're, you're raising money right now. You're selling the hats and the coffee mugs and all kind of stuff. If you want to talk about that for a second, that'd be awesome. So the mugs are dark. And then when we put tea or coffee or hot water in, 
uh, it turns into this, and uh, this is the mug that we have, the hat, and all of the, the proceeds are going to towards uh, making the film. Uh, one of the reasons why we're able to make the film for very low, low price is because of my, of my 15 years um, relationship with all the different crews, and, 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 and they're coming in to help with literally everyone is just donating their time and their equipment. And so we're able to do it because of the cost, because of, of we, we get to do what we love to do, man. And, uh, I, you know, my people that's around me, my circle, my tribe, we appreciate the fact that we can get to go in and play pretend. Uh, we, we work in Hollywood, but my group and my tribe, we don't have to be Hollywood when we're not on set. And, and, and we want to be just good, human beings to one another and i think that's missing a lot in in this generation that 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 i've seen uh you know so this is why we take on this task for them and just like for instance right when you're talking about with with the loan it's great to have different people that can point you know be the point man hood you could do this you could do that like for instance my guy daniel gonzalez when he got out from the wheelchair when he was able to walk and he's walking like really he can't get a job. They cut his funding, his disability. They cut his money. How is that? How, how, how do you cut money on a guy just because he got out of a wheelchair and now he's walking, but he can't, he can't do anything. And that's my frustration with that. And, and if, if, if when I'm blessed enough to be in the position to where there's millions of other you know people and 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 the money that's donated will give it back to everyone that's involved your group any group that comes on that needs something i think that that's what it's all about i think for me to be able to do what i do right now man it's it's a blessing man i came from a country that most of the people right now in america do not know what socialism and communist is i do i lived it i was in vietnam when the bc came in you know and and so and so People are wishing all these things here. They have no idea. I ask any one of them on social media sometimes. I try to stay straight and not be so political. But if you really want that, come with me to Vietnam for a week. Let me show you what life is like there. Even though it's, even though it's, it's better now, let me show you what it's like not to have a fucking bathroom. I shit in the river on two two-by-fours, and I sit next to you, and you have a piece of plywood. You see your shit. I see my shit. We don't see each other's private, but that's the way of life. So when you have life here in America, and you can do whatever you want to do, and all you do is blame the system. To me, that's bullshit, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm happy we're on here because I really can voice how I really feel. Because at the end of the day, just like you said, Nick, people place the problem. We recognize the problem. We recognize there's, 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 there's uh, issues. But what about solutions? You know, as, as, as men, we are solution-oriented. How can we find a solution? How we can help our brothers that are in the same mindset? And I think that that's what is missing most of the time. And then all these people uh, are yelling and, and are ranting about, you know, everybody's equal and this and that and privilege this and privilege that. No. If you work hard for your kids to be able to, 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 to have what you didn't have, I didn't have, that's not privilege. That's because your people took care of you. And you need to be able to do that for yourself. And I just think so many people are so easy to say, oh, you know, this guy is privileged because he has this money and this and that. No, because I'll be honest with you, we came in with nothing. And guess what? In Katrina, after Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, we lost everything. 
and we had to rebuild. I was one of those Mexican guys outside of Home Depot's and Lowe's, man, after Katrina. You, you rolled up, you see me. I'm dusty. I'm trying to get a job. This house that we're sitting in right now, I had to redo the construction because we didn't have money to pay people to fix stuff. So I think that going what you say, Nick, is that is that we do have... I've been in America for the last 30 plus years, man. It is a little bit strange times that we're in. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to be here to talk with you guys. Uh, I, one of the things that I said about social media today is that I don't care if you have one follower or a million follower. I treat you as how you treat me. A lot of people only want to deal with you if you have followers because they have a, a specific agenda. You know, your friends have added me. I added them. I accept them immediately because if that's your friend, I consider that's my friend because that's how we roll. You know what I'm saying? And and so and so and so, uh, to me, it's just I don't like the 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 agenda of of, of of you know people asking you first. They have they have people who ask me, well, how many followers you have? Does it matter if I'm a dick to you? Right? 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 You know, yeah. how about we just be kind to one another? as men, as human beings, with decent respect and courtesy. And I, that, a lot of that is missing. And, and I say that because I think a lot of other people outside of our Hollywood world think a lot of us are some pansy ass, and a lot of them are. And to be honest with you, all the A-listers that I've worked with, they weren't. They're human just like us, man. They have issues. They have problems. They wake up on the wrong side of the bed. They got $100 million riding on their shoulder. Not us. So I understand their struggles. And I watch them. I look at them. I said, okay, not a good moment to talk. We're going to chill. Uh, uh, so um, I don't mean to get off the, the subject a little bit. but No, Sam, 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 that's perfect. Uh, I'm glad you got angry about it because that's what we want. We want you to get out here. And, uh, again, for the veterans that are watching and for the veterans that will listen later and watch our, our edited version is get out here and tell your stories. Get out here and tell what's bothering you. All right, because like, like you said, our tribe is going to take care of each other. It's that simple. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because the Mad Colonel is back on. I don't know if you saw him sign on, but the Mad Colonel just got on here, and the Colonel's got something to say. So I don't know what he's going to say, but he's going to be pissed off. So, Colonel Rob, uh, welcome, to the, welcome to the Trash Talk Hour. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. I will say this, uh, Sam, you're spot on with everything that you've been saying so far, and being pissed off, okay, as long as it's directed in a in a positive way. But uh, let's talk about some of the things that are out there, controversial issues, right? Here's the phrase: Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. All these different phrases and phases that everybody is hyped on today. First thing I will tell you is, hey, a lot of us have served, through sweat, blood, sweat, and tears, walked through some pretty crappy places and some shitty sides of mountains and crappy cities defend people's right to say that so again disagree with the the message that's fine it's to you just to do but what i will tell you is make sure that you're following the money so if you've never seen the black lives matter website go click on donate when you click on donate it pops up a little thing that says act blue act blue is a super PAC that donates to democrats democrats want socialism socialism is bad you just heard sam say it and now enforcing the the argument that he just made it's not a good thing to have a government that's too large, too out of control, and taking everybody's money. And the last time I checked, you follow the Act Blue website, and you go down and see the top three donations received are Bernie Sanders. I don't think Bernie's black. Joe Biden, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. And if you go to uh, the last one, you've got the fake Native American 
Elizabeth Warren. So basically what I'm saying is before you go out there and start throwing your money towards causes that you don't know anything about, use that Google machine, GTS, Google that shit, and figure out what it is. All right. Hey, and y'all keep a, keep an eye out for some of the stuff that's going on. We're going to do some cross-promotion with Veterans Trash Talk. I've got some more folks that want to come and talk to you guys about different things. I've got some transition folks in my pocket and podcast as well. So uh, we'll keep uh, doing this thing and continue mission. Good night. All right. So there, there, there you have it from the Mad Colonel. Yeah. Uh, the Mad Colonel is uh, – He's upset about that. So just listen to what he said. Follow the money. Um, so go ahead, Joe. Oh, no, I'm good. I actually was uh, trying to um, come in and comment on what Sam was saying, um, but you guys just were on a roll, so I, I kind of I didn't want to step on anybody. But, um, Sam, I think the thing that's most important to me about what you said is um, getting to a place where you're at to be able to give back and then doing just that. Um, actually having the ability to provide a platform or to provide an opportunity and um, to see it, know you have the ability to help and know there's others that cannot help themselves or, or, or navigate this path that the VA will put you on um, and helping them. That, that's, um, that's the honorable thing to me that, you know, the honorable part of what you're doing is that you have this ability and you know others don't. And um, so to, to bridge that gap, you help. And there's, there's so many um, great causes and great people out there that do the right thing. And, and, you know, we eventually, and God willing, when we get big enough, we'll be able to give back in, a, in, in the capacity we want to. And uh, it's, just, it's just awesome to see you doing that. Yeah, hey, Dave, uh, if you want to introduce uh, Eric, uh, I think we're ready for the next segment of the show into which uh, people are just helping veterans out. Absolutely. And hey, thanks again, Sam. Ex- extremely inspiring your words and encouraging. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Um, appreciate the support. Appreciate you wearing our swag. You know, it looks good on you. And uh, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Very amazing. Um, so next up is uh, Dr. Eric Wan. So he is the president of Wave Neuroscience. Um, and he's had some innovative breakthrough technology called MERT. Hope I got that right. Uh, Doc, you're gonna have to explain it. What MERT does, it helps with mental disorders, okay, specifically such things like PTSD. Um, He was also a former Navy flight surgeon and former CTO for a Fortune 50 aerospace company. So without further ado, Dr. Eric Wong, welcome to the show, and uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Well, first, thanks. uh, Thanks for having me on. It's a real uh, pleasure to be here, and um, Sam, uh, just amazing story. Thank you for uh, for sharing your story. That was... uh, inspiring and uh hard act to follow but uh but um yeah happy to share uh, our technology uh MERT we're also calling it my wave my wave TMS is uh, a form of neuromodulation which is a non-pharmaceutical uh therapeutic that aims to restore optimal neurologic function and um I was introduced to it almost by accident um and, and so my unit uh, HMM 268 and uh, the 11th Marine Expeditionary Unit, we had um, the unfortunate distinction of having some of the first casualties of the second Gulf War. And uh, so a lot of my uh, effort and um, sort of my post-service career was dedicated towards helping my brothers and sisters um, 
during a period when we didn't have uh, great options, uh, I would say, for uh, treating. And so we would give uh, everything we could. Um, and I know the VA and DOD, um, while, while there's uh, not perfect therapeutics out there, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, meditation, medication management, um, you know, everyone's doing what they can. But when I came across this technology, um, while initially being very skeptical, I wanted to be open-minded to it and uh, spent about two years of diligence talking to local neurosurgeons, neurologists, physicists, trying to understand, you know, was this real, was this not? And uh, ultimately, uh, what uh, kind of flipped me into being a believer is I, I did send one of my Marine buddies in and um, his improvement was so dramatic, it, it really caught my attention. And uh, the beauty of veterans is, uh, we can call each other out and not think about it. And I knew this guy, if it wasn't working, he, he would call me on my stuff. And uh, to the contrary, not just him, uh, but his wife uh, talked to me about how much it had changed her life uh, really in a short period of time. So um, the scientist in me wanted to see, is this reproducible, generalizable tech? And so I sent in a second Marine and a third Marine and, um, pretty consistently people are talking about, you know, they're thinking more clearly, they're able to focus, they're getting better sleep. Um, and so there comes a point where, um, you know, if this could help this population, um, this is something worthy of a career change and really devoting my time and resources to. And uh, I think no group understands better than this, the kind of commitment you have for your brothers and sisters and, um, you know, we kind of came to, I would say, even a moral crossroads. It wasn't necessarily just medical. Um, so I decided to jump in the fight, joined this company about five years ago, uh, and I'll share a little bit about the technology. Um, but I think along the lines of what this group is talking about and, and what Sam shared, um, you know, this was something that I think transcended uh, your regular everyday medicine. This was something that was uh, really allowing people to get their lives back. And, you know, the finance, as we talked about following the money, um, we were treating veterans uh, because it was the right thing to do. There wasn't a large pool of money. Uh, we we're just underwriting it and pressing forward. And uh, true to the American way, there were a lot of nonprofits. There's a grassroots effort to help. And so uh, I want to give a shout out to a lot of our uh, benefactors, uh, Special Operations Care Fund and uh, Tomahawk Charitable Foundation, Tip of the Steer, All Eagles Oscar, they were funding veterans to come in. And it's not just the treatment, it's lodging and air for all those things you don't think about. And um, through, you know, goodwill and uh, you can call it karma, uh, whatever it may be, um, this started uh, catching the ear of physicians um, in the Department of Defense and uh, Special Operations Command, and they, they funded a trial. Uh, to validate this, and we're about a third of the way through. Um, that's part of what's most exciting to me is um, we're, we're now wrapping around this very robust, academically rigorous uh, studies. Um, Texas A&M has jumped in, and, and we're uh, finalizing uh, that trial, continuing on to add on a civilian population, examining the efficacy for uh, traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress. Um, so that's kind of in a nutshell how I ended up um, with the company. And um, I could talk a little bit about the technology. Uh, I've been droning on and haven't really shared uh, precisely what we're doing. But, hey, Eric, 
Eric, Eric, but, but before you get into that, uh, you went to Harvard, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when I got out of the service, um, uh, I ended up, it was kind of a lifelong dream to uh, do my medical training. So, so I went there for my residency and fellowship. Okay. Well, what did, before you, does that, then you went to the Navy, did a flight surgeon, how did you, where did you graduate uh, medical school? Supposed to be a flight surgeon. So yeah, I, I was a I was a flight surgeon first, and so after after medical school, I went to um, the way the Navy sort of I would say the military kind of they they're able to squeeze more years out of their doctors is uh, before you're able to finish your medical training completely, you do an internship. Mine was in emergency medicine, and then they send you to the fleet to do what's called the general medical officer tour, and so. Um, in the Navy, you could do flight surgery, aerospace medicine, you could do undersea medicine, um, or you could do just a GMO tour kind of uh, uh, at the battalion level or, um, or infantry level. So uh, I chose the aerospace medicine route, and when I got out, that's when I went to uh, Harvard to finish up my uh, medical training. Okay, so uh, you, you went to... Uh so what you were in Harvard, then went to the Navy, or where did you go before you went to the Navy? Was it was it Harvard? Then you went there. No, yeah. So so my my medical school was uh, Nova Southeastern uh, College of Osteopathic Medicine. Okay. Then I, I so I took a, a scholarship to pay for for medical school, and then right. Uh, right, and then and then I joined and then I joined the service. Okay, I, I'm just trying to like because I'm sure you're a genius, but I'm trying to get into why you would join the Navy. So I, <laughs> it's kind of what I'm trying to get at. I'm not sure like why you would do that but because you're a lot smarter than everybody on here i'm sure you had your reasons uh um, can you can you can you tell us about your marine buddy as well and how you got onto it because when when we talk about the departments of the navy we know the marines are the men's department so uh <laughs> i i, I kind of just wanted to clear that up because a couple of shows ago we had a guy from yale on and uh you know, I had I had to kind of school him because I'm I go to school at UTEP, which is the Yale of the Southwest. We already covered that. Um, but so you went to the Navy. We won't hold that against you. And you're coming up with all this great stuff. And I think what the what the guests are going to want to hear, what I want to hear, is how you how you're making my head better. So it's awesome to have you on the show. But I had to poke fun at you for being Navy. I had to throw one shot at you. I appreciate you no walking worries. into it. No worries. Yeah, and and I assure you, I, I'm I'm far from a genius, but. Um, but in terms of why, you know, why the Navy, um, you know, my parents were first generation Korean Americans. Uh, they came to America on academic scholarship with nothing and, uh, just the opportunity to forge a better life for themselves through, you know, hard work and dedication. They gave my sister and I, uh, you know, a better life. And so, um, you know, going away to college and realizing the opportunity we were afforded, um, I always did want to give back and, uh, you know, this seemed to make a lot of sense for me. And, um, I, I would still say, um, you know, I guess in many ways, having been in the ivory tower of academia, the best, some of the best years of my life were, uh, were the military. And, uh, those are still uh, a lot of my closest friends. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just, I, I don't know that you can really replicate, uh, those types of uh, friendships. It's, um, I think we all experience it when you leave uh, that brotherhood, sisterhood, it's, uh, you, you desperately miss it. And, uh, um, it, you know, even to this day, uh, those are guys I would do anything for. Uh, I hope they're not listening to this because, uh, you know, I don't want to get too corny, but 
um, you know, we're, they're my closest friends. I do anything for them. And, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think of it as why would I do that? It was just, I, I felt like it was a, a duty and sort of a natural course to take in my life. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question, but, um, oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, I mean, once a sailor, always a sailor. Right. But, um, so yeah, it's like, Again, like I said, we're hanging on the edge of our seat here is how you're going to make uh, Joe and my head better because our heads are all, all bashed up. So we're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're well, so, so this is really um, a, a three-step process. And uh, the first step of the process is getting what's called a quantitative EEG. It's an electrophysiologic uh, map of the brain, much like an EKG is an electrophysiologic picture of your heart. Uh, we're able to capture um, an electrical image of the brain. And what's been interesting and something that I've uh, had to learn and get smart on very quickly is uh, this technology has been around for 70, 80 years, but it got digitized in about 2008 and 2009. So we can now add to that very sophisticated uh, computational algorithms and heuristics, and we can identify areas of the brain that aren't working as well as they should. And just to hit the wave tops and explain a little bit about that is we all have this unique signature and uh, we encode information at a certain rate. And so you might be, uh, Nick, a 12.4 hertz brain and uh, I might be an 8.8 hertz brain. It, it doesn't necessarily matter. It's just sort of where we're born. Uh, it gives us certain aptitudes and, um, you know. Is 12, is, 12, is 12 better than 8? It is. It is actually. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like. Let's give some credit there. And so it's. Uh, so this is sort of how the the rate which uh, we encode information. And so, um, but whether it's through uh, the physical trauma of a blast injury or uh, the chemical trauma of years of drinking or hard drugs or uh, you know, the emotional trauma of losing a loved one, uh, we can identify and actually visualize now areas of the brain uh, that may be cycling too slow or too fast. And I think just that by itself is very informative for, for many veterans and uh, people who come in just to be able to see, because many of us have been told that our MRIs and CT scans look normal. And those are fantastic studies to look at anatomic function of the brain, but they're not giving us great information about uh, the functional health of the brain. And so the EEG, uh, while MRI and CT scans, you might equate to still images, uh, the very high resolution images of anatomic um, health. These EEGs are taken over a time domain. They're like a video. And so you can see when errors are falling out of synchrony with that dominant wavelength. And so in the scenario where you may have an area in the front of your brain, let's just say you're cycling at two hertz. If the rest of your brain is able to process 12 times per second and the front of your brain, which is executive function, uh, can only process uh, two times per second, that information mismatch may cause somebody to ex experience depression and they may lack energy, not want to get out of bed, have trouble digesting the words on a page. And in a separate scenario, if somebody uh, took a blow to the back of the head um, near the visual cortex, if this is now cycling 40 times per second, uh, but the executive function, the front of area, area of your brain is only uh, cycling 12 times per second. Uh, there's information overload that's causing you to experience anxiety. And so uh, these maps are very informative and tell us how each individual is experiencing the world and then how we might strive to treat it and to help improve their function. And so the third step is to use uh, a technology called transcranial magnetic stimulation. It was FDA approved 
uh, for depression in 2009 and were able to navigate to the areas of the brain that aren't functioning well and give them gentle stimulation to nudge them to a higher frequency or lower frequency to bring the different areas of the brain into a more coherent pattern. Um, and I know that at least the first time I heard it was very daunting. I, I wasn't sure exactly how that would feel, but it's a very gentle stimulus. It's not, uh, it's not like electroconvulsive therapy or anything real frightening like that. It's uh, a 30 minute a day uh, procedure. There's about six seconds of stimulation per minute for 30 minutes. Um, a lot of our veterans say it feels like a, a hummingbird tapping their forehead. Um, and then we just follow them over time. And uh, we'll get EEGs every week to every two weeks. And we try to ensure that uh, they're seeing progress. And um, uh, the beauty of it is uh, veterans can see in real time in their EEGs how they're improving. Um, and uh, we're able to monitor them uh, longitudinally as they improve. Hey, uh, yeah, Eric, uh, you, you kind of lost me at anatomic uh, uh, health. Uh, I don't think they cover that at UTEP till the third semester. But um, so you're saying that there's more to it than Zoloft and fixing your breathing to work on your uh, on your headaches. That's what you're trying <laughs> to tell us right now, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And what I really want to know is, is where are we to scale and when can we get veterans to you? How do they find out about you? What do we got to do? Uh, that's kind of what I'm asking you there. Yeah. Well, so this has been, uh, I think is, uh, we're all probably on the same path. It's, it's sort of hair on fire. We have to do everything we can uh, to help you know, veterans and uh, really anyone within this group that's, that's struggling 22 veterans a day committing suicide or whatever the number is. Uh, these days uh, for the greatest country in the world just seems mind-boggling and unacceptable. And so we've been working with the VA. There was a bill passed, H.R. 1162, where uh, they're going to run a pilot with the technology. But um, I think one of the messages to get out is that TRICARE um, and, and what used to be VA Choice, TriWest, I think now is Optum, are, are now uh, accepting uh, this treatment. And so um, we have centers around the country, and uh, we're trying to grow as quickly as we can. Uh, but if people want the treatment, uh, it's acceptable to them, or it's uh, accessible to them. And, through TRICARE. Uh, through TRICARE. Now, That's amazing. I, I never heard of it until you, so I guarantee you, and I'm pretty uh, woke, as Buddy Beckwith would call it, on some of these new treatments. I've never heard of it. So we've got to blast this shit, Eric. We've got to blast this out. Like unbelievable. Like never heard of it either. Never. Yeah. Blown away. I got, I, got for, I got a question for Eric also. Hey, um barring coming to uh your clinic and getting uh getting a the your your brain mapped, is there any way to uh to work on uh regulating the the frequency of the, the parts of your mind uh like through anything other than that uh, to try to start making it better prior to going to a doctor? Absolutely. Yeah, so there's a number of things I think everyone uh, can do to, to uh, promote their health. And I, I think the first thing frequently overlooked is really protecting your sleep. And so, you know, one of the things that we can do, um, it's not uh, as well known as maybe it should be, but there were two Nobel Prizes awarded uh, around five years ago for the establishment of blue light and circadian rhythm. 
And it sounds, it's something very simple, but just 30 minutes to an hour every morning, just get outside, get natural sunlight, and the blue spectrum light from 450 to 500 nanometers, when it hits your retina, that's actually your first cue to start your circadian rhythm. And, uh, you know, we're all sort of uh, these diurnal creatures, and I think since we have artificial light, many of us enjoy uh, staying up late at night, but that tends to work against our biology. And so the first, the first thing I'd recommend is getting outside, getting natural sunlight in the morning, and then 12 to 14 hours later, when you feel the first sign of fatigue in the evening, try to get to sleep. And when you do that, you get to deep uh, stage three, stage four, and REM sleep, uh, which are the restorative stages of sleep. And, and that helps in a number of different ways. And I think most of us intuitively know when you get uh, consecutive nights of, of terrible sleep, um, yeah, you, you tend to be a little more prone to anger, uh, your emotional resilience go down, uh, and, and just your tolerance for the day-to-day -day craziness um, diminishes. And so uh, the value of sleep, I think, is, is really critical. And so um, I would say that would be an important thing. And all the, the, the typical sleep hygiene things apply. Uh, try not to use tobacco or, or stimulants after noon. Um, don't have, you know, calorie-dense meals too late at night. Um, uh, hey, Eric, cigarettes have tobacco, right? <laughs> I knew you yeah. were going to jump on that, Nick. Thanks. I, I appreciate I, it. I, I'm just asking. So, asking. So. But I, don't, I also go to sleep whatever I want. So... <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's usually 10 minutes before sound check, and then we got to find him. <laughs> uh, no, that's when I'm working out because I not a huge deal. Maybe to merge both of these guests together, the great uh, Jim Carrey once said, depression's a real thing. But uh, if you're not getting outside in the sunlight, eating wholesome foods, exercising, and doing the things that you can do on your own to make it better, then there's no pill in the world that's going to cure you. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I think, one of the things worth mentioning, too, is um, we really have to have, in general, and this is true across the board, you, you have to have a motivated patient. Um, you can't force somebody to do better. And one of the things we notice is those who, who do the best are, are willing to um, endorse other good behaviors, whether it's eating right, exercising right. Uh, repairing relationships that are out there and um, you know, this in terms of the healing journey and, and making someone's life better I think is uh, just a first step. Uh, in many cases people will need marriage counseling, financial counseling and um, it really takes a village I think to best serve uh, our patient population and um, that's where I think this community because um, we can all hold each other accountable is so critical um, I think to getting us in the right direction because um, I haven't met too many guys who really uh, don't want to improve their life and um, you know change for the better. So uh, if there are, I think folks out there who are struggling or thinking of self harm, um, you know, just know that there's there's hope. Don't give up the fight. Reach out to your brothers. Um, you know there are non pharmaceutical options and. Uh, um, this is one, if it's not for you, that's okay. But, um, you know, there's, uh, I think that there's a growing knowledge base and there are more and more options that are emerging. And, you know, I think we're just one example of the innovation that's coming. And so, um, 
you know, if there's one message uh, I would like to get out there, it's just a message of hope that, um, you know, there, there's a lot of progress being made in the space. Yeah, Eric, uh, that's, you know, none of us on here can say it better than you just did. With this, no, I joked with you a little bit, but seriously, we got our sponsor, and I got to plug him again because I, I'm a good salesman, and I was able to make him give me give us more money than they probably should for where we're at right now. Uh, so I got to I got to I got to plug him again. Uh, but I would love to get you guys are on the same coast. You're like an hour drive away from each other. Get you guys linked up somehow, like, and I'll we'll do that later. But like I said, join forces. We got Sam with you know with the movie, maybe he can get Joe a job because we saw Joe's grass. He needs a lawnmower, uh, you know, get Joe an acting job because he's hiring all veterans for the movie. Uh, Buddy's about to get out. He might need a job, but no, honestly, if we can get the, if we can get the, the physical well-being, and then like you said, you have to want it. So one of the MAT guys things is, is that there has to be a screening process of people who want to do it. And that's kind of why I tailored my soapbox to this was that, no, you got to want to, you got to want to be better. You, you got to want to, you know, finish the fight that's inside of you. And God, I mean, I can't believe I've never heard of what you guys are doing. Cause I've been, I've been staying awake at night, freaking tinnitus in the ears, like pissed off. Wife hates me sometimes, probably most of the time. Right. But like, just, you know, miserable freaking person sometimes. Cause when you don't get that sleep, it, you just, and then when, when you're active as an enlisted guy, you know, and like as a first sergeant where you're not sleeping anyways, and it's like, you're just, you're a disaster, you know, and you can't perform at the optimal level that you want to be at. And we were talking with Karen last week, our psychologist, and like, you know, performance is key. So I, I, I tremendously, tremendously appreciate what you have come on and shared. And I'm telling you right now, it'll make a difference. I'm telling you right now, there are people that will hear this in the podcast. There are people that will that will rewatch it on YouTube and just knowing that's available to TRICARE, I'm going to push it. I'm going to push what you guys are doing, you know, as long as we still have a voice. So like I said, all the resources that we have, if you've heard some of the podcasts, I talk about how linear the English language is and how this will fix that. And then we're good, but that's not going to work at the whole system. We need a whole freaking team. We need a whole army to defeat this 22 a day. And I'm telling you right now, I'm super stoked about what you said and what you brought to the table. And if I could just get all of this together, we can just get all of this together. Um, I'm telling you, we, we, can go, we can go miles with this, miles and miles, 22 miles for Sam, and, and maybe 23 for that airborne ranger in the sky. So Eric, I'll, I'll give it back to you for whatever you want to say. Last words, keep going because what you're saying is freaking awesome. No, I mean, I would, I would be honored to link up with uh, the MAT group from what you described uh, before this podcast. Um, that sounds like real groundbreaking work, but um, you touched on performance. I listened to that podcast with Karen. I think she was a running coach and that was, that was really inspiring uh, dialogue, but the, the performance angle is interesting because we've had a lot of doctors and scientists explain to us that um, for those who may be concerned about uh, the label, whether it's PTSD or TBI or concussion, and frankly, that's a whole different discussion. And I, I think any stigma that exists needs to, needs to go away. But when we talk about human performance, because ultimately this technology was engineered as 
a neural optimization technology. We're trying to optimize brain function. If it helps people to think about, really, we're just improving human performance. It's, it's not necessarily, the brain doesn't differentiate the label that we artificially give it. Um, it just wants to function better. And uh, at the end of the day, we're just giving it a nudge in the right direction so that this cluster of neurons that may be firing too fast or too slow uh, can reconnect at the, the proper oscillatory speed it needs to live at. And uh, when we do that, uh, it takes care of most of the work for us. Um, and that's, I think, a big part of uh, the story is um, I've seen time and time again, once people are able to sleep better, once they're able to have more clarity of thought, a lot of this starts to unwind itself. You know, they, they find the motivation um, to link up with old friends and, and to read a book and to educate themselves. And um, it's just the first step on the journey. And I don't want to paint a picture of rainbows and unicorns and everything's okay. It's, it's, it's always a slog getting through it. But, um, you know, I think once people have the building block of uh, whether it's restful sleep or, or clarity of thought, uh, now we've got a chance to really uh, do some good. So, um, so yeah, very honored to be able to uh, share and um, anything we can do to help, uh, you know, my contact information and uh, our companies uh, can be in the show notes, and uh, you know we're very open to um, working together uh, along this journey. Eric, I think uh, I think the word needs to get out as much as possible because I was um, just like Nick when I heard Tricare. I mean, a lot of these guys that are priority uh, level one veterans, or or you know, active duty guys that have been, you know, purple heart or, or had traumatic injuries, traumatic brain injuries. Um, there's no way they know that. I mean, I've been, I've been through the VA system as a, as a civilian veteran for 10 years now. And, and Nick's been going through treatment through, you know, with the army for two decades now. And there, no, you know, and so is Dave, excuse me, Dave, I didn't mean to leave you out and buddy, but uh, there's no way they're not going to tell you that. You know, that, that's the thing that scares me the most is guys that got TBI. You know, I always say that, that, you know, the, the suicide thing, uh, kid get kid from the middle of nowhere, Kansas, never been anywhere, you know, joins, wants to do a great thing. He's 18 years old. He can't even buy a beer yet. Goes over there, gets his brain rattled so hard that it doesn't work anymore. And, you know, then, you know, then he's done with the army. He's not sure where to go. They told him he can't be a soldier anymore. He's got PTSD and his brain's not even functioning at a proper level. At, at that moment, suicide doesn't seem so insane. It seems like a very realistic option. And, and you start thinking, okay, um, I'm a burden to everybody around me. I'm just a charity case. And the guys that don't have the right people in their corner, that's the way they think. And to know that this is available through TRICARE, you know, the, I love the VA, and it's also one of our biggest obstacles as veterans also. And, and um, I'm not complaining because the people that work with the VA uh, help, you know, the, the, the healthcare side, they're angels. They're, they're, they're absolutely saints. They do what they have. They do what they can with what they have to work with. 
Um, my mother worked at the University of Michigan Hospital, so I, I've seen that side and then this side, and it's like two different worlds. Um, I mean, as far as my care when I grew up, um, but they, you know, these kids aren't going to, you know, they need to be told. This needs to be put out there. It needs to be screamed with a megaphone from the highest point to as many people, and I'm not trying to sound corny, but when you said it's actually available, I was talking to Nick earlier this week thinking, okay, how possible is it for veterans to get treated with, with this treatment? And we were just, you know, cause I, I know a bottle of Percocet yeah, that's we cheap. Were, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, like, Go ahead, Dave. It, it, it's crazy. Cause, um, and I'll, I'll talk to you maybe offline doc, but I have severe sleeping issues and uh, I finally said, you know what, I'm going to go see if I can get some help. Here's a bottle of pills, you know, <laughs> here you go. And uh, several of my buddies as well, who have, you know, anxiety, some other issues. Here's a bottle of pills. You know, there was never, oh, here's this treatment that you can seek. You know, it's just here, feed them with the meds, feed them with the meds. And I think those meds internally after a while do a lot more damage and they do good. So I'm definitely going to talk to you offline. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's amazing, Doc. Awesome. Yeah, what uh Welcome to that conversation. And yeah, so the base technology, transcranial magnetic stimulation, uh, I, I think it's starting to become better known, but we're really, I think, on the front end of, of medical adoption. Um, that's widely available. Our, our method of personalization, our protocol, um, that's what's uniquely available at, at our centers. But, um, but both, both versions are non-pharmaceutical. And, and so um, I've just seen too many people get addicted to these sleep medications. Nick, we are talking about Valium earlier. That's a benzodiazepine. There's addictive potential opioids I think we're all familiar with. Um, it's not without risk. It's not always benign. And so, um, so yeah, it's uh, definitely something where I think we're trying to get the word out uh, and at least have people aware that there are options and um, uh, increase knowledge on this. Hey, that's awesome. Uh, does anybody have anything else? Uh, a last word? Uh, maybe we get back with the last word so that uh, he can feel happy tonight um, before Dave closes it out. Hey, I just want to. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Sam um, for coming on. You you killed it um, when you wanted to deliver the message. You delivered it with conviction. And uh, man, if I wasn't a veteran, I still would have been a believer after after what you said. So. Um, I definitely, I definitely am uh, 100% going to be uh, following your career from 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 here on out, and hopefully we stay in as much contact as possible because um, it was awesome to hear you and, and uh, Eric. Uh, the that the technology and what you're doing, uh, man, keep fighting the good fight, and and anything that we can do from from our small microphone. Uh, to push it out there, we will until our microphone gets big enough to where we can uh, um, reach as many people as we want. So, Eric and Sam, thank you so much for being on here. It was an honor to uh, to be able to sit here and know that we got guys like you in our corner. Thank you. Um, Cheers. So, if I may uh, ask also, because I think I'm also interested in this, what, what Eric was talking about, because I think for my guy, my Marine, that's also going to help him as well because I I believe he has these um, non-function areas to where he can't walk properly, he can't run properly. Besides the depression, besides the non-sleeping, um, that would be great uh, whenever you guys can have it ready so I can have him contact you, number one. Number two, if it's okay, 
when you tell me, Eric, um, because we're looking at platforms to be able to put this out there to the world, you do know that if we can work this out, I can actually write this in my script, a section to where this is a different kind of treatment to be able to put for our veterans. I have no problem with changing that to have this as a possibility so that people can know it once they see this movie on uh, Amazon or, or, or Netflix and using yeah, that fact, what you're saying, and we can connect all the dots and, and, and really help all of each other out from all the corners. Absolutely. Perfect. And we, we could be your actors. We could be your actors. Yeah, well, we're, we're in. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, we actually, there are uh, three sections in the film where we have about five or seven uh, uh, veterans who come and have this group talk and share their experiences. And all of those, uh, we're getting the words out to get all the veterans involved. And, and we want to have that. I didn't write those dialogue because I'm not going to write the dialogue and mistreat a veteran who can tell the story more authentically than, 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 than I can write it, right? So but also hiring veterans for that part to, to be able to tell their story. Now, a lot of people ask me, well, what happened if, if you put the camera on and and a, a certain veteran can't talk about it? Well, then he can't talk about it. That's real. That's part of the journey of some veteran can't not talk about their experiences. I'm not going to glorify it. I'm not going to Hollywood it. If you can't talk about it when the time comes, that's part of the story. Uh, I think that we want to do so. Guys, like if I'm able to get you guys into the room together, all of you guys are welcome to, to, to be in that, to be your voice, to be part of the voice. And also at the end of the movie, if we can't all be in the same room, uh, there's a 15 to 20 minute section at the end of the film where I leave it to where uh, we have different videos that pops up from different veterans because not only this movie is about Daniel Gonzalez and my buddy Chuck, but it's also a voice for the rest of, the veterans that may not be able to make it to our shoot, but we want to go and shoot their videos and we're going to play it at the end for all the audience they can see. Also, besides what we're putting here, voices from all you guys and other people that that's coming aboard to as well. Uh, because like I said, we're doing this for you guys, for the public to know. And Eric, thank you, man. Like, don't say you can't follow me. No, you, what you're doing is amazing. This is a different, I'm the grunt Asian. He's the brain agent. So, so just so you know. Hey, yeah. Hey, so Sam, Sam and Eric, uh, we'll stay on after we cut the live feed. And I think what you just said about writing him into your script would be absolutely freaking beautiful. Absolutely oh, freaking beautiful. Perfect. So, I mean, you know, I think, but why not? We're looking at platforms, right? We're looking at ways, and this is the newest ways I can write it to where me, my character, I need there's things in my brain's not working. It could be to where I can be sitting into the next the next appointment, you know, nine months, 10 months, 12 months, a year, two years from the VA, and you finally get another meeting, and then you go in, you see Eric, and Eric just got to play himself. He's just going to, you know, do these things and uh, and, and put these uh, uh, stimulus on and, and explain what it is. I think that segment uh, using this pl platform with the movie can also, you know, bring the words out there to everyone else that may not know about this, what's going on. I think that bring it out to more people than it would if you didn't do it. That's for damn sure. So absolutely. That, that'd be awesome. More awareness and more exposure. Absolutely. Yeah. Sam be honored uh, to work together in any capacity and, and your Marine buddy does an open door invitation uh, to you as well, David, anyone who's interested uh, veterans always welcome. And, uh, 
Sam, if you're gonna if you're gonna have us in the movie, I, I want Brad Pitt or uh, somebody along those lines to play to play my part because. Uh... <laughs> well, you know what, man? We still need funding, and it looks right now you're gonna have to play you, man, because I can't I can't even afford me because uh, I'm I'm also I'm 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 doing it. No pay cut is uh the, I'm using some of my savings money uh to actually fund the film, so that's why we have the Indiegogo campaign uh because it's also important to me and and to do this. And then also part of the proceeds from this will go out to different charities. One of them would be yours and other charities that need this to be their platform to speak about it, to get help for our veterans too as well. So uh, all of us, what you have right now is great for our, all of us to come together at, at, as a center point and different people with different, as different point man to point to different people that we all would never know without this platform and get things, uh, get things to be done. So Eric, you 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 look the part already, so I cast you as a director. You in if you wanted to choose. Uh, no, I'm, I, I've been told uh, that I have a face made for radio, but uh, uh, but anyway, I, I'm really honored, uh, Sam, and um, just you're doing amazing work. Thank you for everything you're doing. Um, it's just uh, I'm inspired just talking to you uh, and this whole group. It's been a an amazing amazing hour. So uh, so thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, Joe, David, Nick, I mean, everyone, I'm, like I said, at, at the end of the day, you guys welcome to text me and message me anytime we can talk. You know, I do this a lot with my, my buddy. You know, sometimes I know what you're talking about, David, as far as they don't sleep. And he's texting me. I'm up at 4 a.m. getting ready for the gym. He's like, hey, man, you OK, man? Can I talk to you? Of course, man. That's that's why we're doing this in the first place, uh, to facilitate something that 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 make, you know, all the veterans uh, I feel like they're not they're not alone, man. Look, I'm ready to talk to you. It's fine, you know what I mean? Like if I'm on set or something and I can't get to you, I'll let you know. But other than that, just a normally day, daily life, I think that all of us connect and the dots and, and having that hope to have the dots going to connect at the end of the day, I think that's the most important thing for all of us, brothers. That's exactly what it is. That's what Nick alluded to earlier. That's why we have our community, you know, and that's why we want to grow our community because, you know what, you're not alone. Everybody's that's in. why we started it. Yep. We talk a lot of trash, you know, to each other and stuff like that, but we're, we're here for each other as well. You know, we've had several individuals hit us up on messages privately saying, thank you for what you're doing. You know, I don't know where I would be here if it weren't for you or you're the community that you're growing. So, yeah, phenomenal, Sam. Phenomenal. Well, hey, here's the thing. If you don't bust my balls, you don't like me. So you can bust my balls and I'll bust it back. Well, you'll hear the intro um, after the show. So, you know, I think we accomplished that in the first two seconds of the show. So. Yeah, hey, just let me know if Marky Mark. Just let me know if Marky Mark wants a shirt. We'd love to see him uh, doing some of his uh, curls. In the oh, gym. So if, if you can, um, at some point, you know, usually I have all my other buddies pass me on some different shirts. Send me some different sizes because when I'm on set, I can definitely pass the shirt on if I have the the product with me. I just finished a big film before all this COVID. I just finished a big film with uh, with Hugh Jackman. I mean, he's not Hugh Jackman to me. He's Wolverine. For the rest of my life i spent about four months with him so if you can if it's allowable because i know it costs a lot of money to make no nope, no problem no problem yeah. don't say yeah it's not if we can sam just tell us how many yeah we can get just, you. just send me some some search and then at Got one it. point sooner or later i will have some 
proceed from the film and buy the shirts from you and, and you know facilitate that and then yeah. still pass it on you know for, for right now uh yeah. like i say send me some shirts and i'll be more than happy and honor to pass it on different people and then and ask them to wear it maybe take a pictures and also do some kind of social media just to waste awareness of what what you guys are doing i'd I be honored to do that Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, we gotta no problem. We got we to gotta get everybody together. It's a whole system. The whole system has to work together. We can't just get them jobs. We can't just fix their head. We got to fix everything. The whole system's got to get fixed. So, love to have you on, guys. Dave, Dave close us out, man. Hey. I'm sorry. Can I do? Can I say one more oh, thing? Absolutely. So, just so you guys know, I, I don't want to take any more of you guys' time because really this is your show. But besides this film, what we're going to do with me and my wife and our company is that. I don't like the fact that Hollywood TV series or movies come to use one of you guys as a veteran for one specific role and you're done. There's no more purpose for you. And I, I don't like that. I'm, I'm more for the underdog guys because I'm an underdog myself. What we're also doing besides this movie is this. We, I will write a TV series to where, if not all, most of the people working behind this, the, the, the camera, also the people who are actors, I want them to be veterans. That way it gives veterans something to look forward to, not just a million guys at home and just one guy get a role and then pff, that's it. I want to do something where someone else, you guys have your own TV series, you guys have your own things where people can, can see and feel what's going on with you guys. It is all by veterans, you know what I mean? That's, and that's the next step after this film for that, that way, Everyone can have a, a voice. I think that a veteran can look at a veteran TV series and they can get, they can identify with what's going on. They're like, oh shit, I remember that. And I just think that that would also help them mentally. Well, if they can do it, I can do it, which equals, it goes back to Nick and everybody's saying about the hope. So I just want to let you guys know that. So they. Again, Sam, I mean, Eric, both of you gentlemen, just phenomenal. And, and, and you know, I wasn't like tearing up, but it just, the emotional aspect of how people right now in this group are just coming together and making stuff happen um, for a greater cause, which is our brothers and sisters. Um, for all of you and listeners, thanks for watching. Make sure you subscribe to VeteranTrashTalk.com. VeteranTrashTalk.com. That's our website. Don't subscribe to that one because you won't get anything from it. But check out these tees. We got them in black. We got the tan. We got the green. Joe just made a huge boost on uh, some female attire. We got the hats. And uh, there's a lot more stuff coming. Also, check us out on YouTube. Apple Music, Spotify, all those venues that we're using. Um, so, you know, support us so we can help and support you. Thanks, guys. An amazing show. We'll talk to you next week.